Hey, I'm Father Chris Ortega. And I'm Abby Byron Goslin. And this is uh, Casual Conversations. With It's Catholic, y'all. And so today we're going to be talking about identity, uh, what it means to be a son of God, what it means to be a daughter of God. And we're also going to be talking about truth and lies um, and what it means uh, to kind of be a mature Christian. So I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope this is a fruitful uh, little podcast for you guys. It's Catholic, y'all. It's Catholic, y'all. It's Catholic, y'all. Welcome to It's Catholic, y'all, a podcast series from the Catholic Diocese of Savannah. The Diocese of Savannah covers 90 counties in South Georgia, whose total population is less than 3% Catholic. Stories of life, love, and faith across cultures, traditions, and geography. It's Catholic, y'all. <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that Tim thinks I'm kind of crazy for not having decaf. Cause... No, no, I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm saying that you're very energetic, and I, was... I didn't think that was possible as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and not be heavily caffeinated. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. So, so for those who didn't hear, Tim thinks it's incredible awesome crazy that i have so much energy and i don't drink caffeine and so yeah lots yeah. of people drink lots of caffeine and have lots of energy not me <laughs> <laughs> cool so yeah like um identity huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's just jump into it yeah our world's in an identity crisis i think everybody can agree on that <laughs> yeah yeah definitely there's this like people are trying to figure out who they really are. Like Absolutely. they they there is oh gosh. Like there is this desire within the human heart to fully understand like who they are. Um what is their purpose? To know, find themselves. Yes, like to find themselves, to define themselves, I mean to really get at the crux, at the root of it all. Um like everyone wants to know that. And everyone is trying to figure it out. Um, and like you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing how people are just trying to figure that out. And like with all these these protests, these parades with like just things that people are saying, people sharing, you know, like the philosophies are being thrown out. Like people are just so lost because they, they, they want to know who they and are. And confused. There's so much confusion. Yeah. Especially around identity. Um, and I totally agree with you. Like, I, I think the two greatest questions that everyone's asking is who am I and why am I here? Yeah. You know, and, and those are with us, like, from the time that we're even little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it influences a lot of the decisions that we make throughout our mm-hmm. lives, too. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And that, that to me, is what's really sad um, and scary is when we, we believe lies about our identity. Um, and those lies then start to impact yeah. our purpose and our yeah. mission and our calling in life or even take us out of it completely. Mm. Um, you know, the reality is if we lose who we are, we're going to lose why we're here, too. Yeah. Just talking to people, like yeah, maybe in confession or spiritual direction um, you know, or just random conversations, like it's like I begin to realize as the conversation that that interaction is going along the person doesn't understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I literally have to, like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask you some silly questions, but I just need you to answer them. Uh, and they just kind of look at me kind of like, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then when I start, like, going from the beginning to, to give them the foundation of understanding who they are and their identity as a child of God, uh, son of God, daughter of God, um, like, it just, there's an immediate shift in their mm-hmm. mind. They realize, Absolutely. oh, my gosh. Um, 
And uh, okay, so yeah, for for those who are wondering, like what those, like how I do that. Um, all right, Abby, you'll be you'll be my <laughs> troubled person. Oh boy, or all not right. troubled person, my just everyday person. Confused. <clears throat> I'm definitely <Okay>. confused. <laughs> so okay, Abby. So just uh, answer these questions. They might be silly, but just go ahead and answer them. All right. You were baptized, right? Right. Uh, and when you were baptized, you came into the family of God, right? Sure. Um, so into the family of God, um, which makes you then a, a daughter of God, right? Yeah. But we also call God our king, right? Yeah. So, Abby, what do you call the daughter of a king? A princess. That's right. And so you are his little princess and every time he looks at you no matter how you're feeling every time he looks at you he says you are good and you don't have to prove it to him you don't have to try to earn that goodness, you don't have to be anybody else but yourself to just be free to be yourself. And already inside of you, there is this dignity, there is this value, this beauty that's there, and he sees that. That is who you are. You are beloved. You are daughter. You are good. That is your identity. Daughter of God. Princess of the king. Like that. Like that is reality. Like that... That is what, you know, I, I talk to, to, to these women about and to the men. Well, I tell the men they're princes. Um, <laughs> you, know, you have to kind of gear it a certain way. Um, yes. But, like, like that is the truth. That and then are people, like, sobbing in your confession? Oh, my gosh. Like, because they, they just, they just, it's unfathomable. Like, they have never heard that they're good. And they've longed to hear that their whole lives. They want to know their dignity. They want to know who they are. And, like, yeah. when I give it to them, when I, when I tell them who they are, it's like, Oh my gosh, I've never, and like it begins to, I can see it like penetrating and resonating something within them. And it's almost like this, finally, like really? Like, is that true? I'm like, yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then when I, then what I immediately begin to kind of, I begin to build on that. And um, I just, I let them know, I'm like, don't forget that. Like, you cannot forget that. Like, everything else is going to try to convince you otherwise. You have work. You have employers. You have, you know, things from the past that will just attack that to make you believe otherwise. Like, you need to have that foundation. And every time you begin prayer, like, you need to come into it with that disposition that you are daughter. You are son. Like, you are already beloved. Like, he, he's loving you already in that moment. Um, and you just need to let go and let him love you. And it's like, that is your foundation. Um, and... You know, I, I give them some real brief, like, quick, like, okay, protect that. You need to protect that identity. Um, preach, Father, preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, like everything is meant to flow in and out of that reality. Absolutely. It's just, 
Um, Absolutely. And when it doesn't, like when, because <laughs> when when our actions don't coincide with that, when when they're not, you know, coming out from that reality, that's you know, it's when we're sinning, it's when mm-hmm. we're stressing out, it's when we're freaking out, when we're falling into fear, when we begin to attack others because we feel attacked, we don't understand our dignity, we we've lost our foundation, and so yeah. And we're living out of insecurity rather than the security that comes from knowing that we're loved and oh that we're enough. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, every single person that comes into your confessional, like, the reason that they're sinning is because they're forgetting. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we don't forget who we are, we wouldn't sin. Um, every time we sin, it's because we've forgotten who we are and whose we are. Because, um, man, I'll tell you, when we know, like, who we really are and we're living that out and we're in God's love and we're in the safety and security of that, oh, like— gosh. We're not sinning. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a holiness um, that starts to reverberate in our lives that mm-hmm. um, is truly powerful, and and it affects the people that are around us. Yeah. There's um, there's a certain conviction. There's like there's a convicting steadfast steadfastness about it. That, a steadiness. Yeah, yeah. That you're just like, and why would it? Why would it be any other way? Yeah. You know, and it's just you begin to live out in that freedom. Absolutely. Um, completely. Well, and that's a sign of like a mature Christian too, right? Like the three main signs of that are security, maturity, and purity. So when you start to see somebody living that out, um, you know, you realize like, oh my gosh, like they know who they are and they know whose they are. Mm. Um, and they're growing in those three areas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Security, maturity, and purity. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Hmm. <laughs> you know, one, one of my... um. Favorite passages, uh, kind of when we're talking about identity and stuff, <clears throat> is uh, from Philippians one six, and uh, it goes, "I am, sh- I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ." Um, you know, so ultimately, like, ultimately, the Lord is constantly going to be working in us. He's constantly going to be making, um, making us the men, the women that we are called to be. Um, and yes, ultimately, it will be completed when Jesus comes back, resurrection, yes. Um, <laughs> but like, he's not done. Like, he's constantly at work inside of us. Like, he's constantly trying to draw us out from ourselves, draw us out from our, our fears, our anxieties, um, so that we have that foundation, so that we are not like closed in on ourselves. Um, there, oh gosh! I just had a, like a random thought that popped into my head. I went back to my philosophy class in uh, <laughs> in school in college. I went to Avermaet University, and uh, and our philosophy professor. Um, there was a gosh, I forget what it, it ultimately talked about. How man is bent over, and when he is bent over, he's pulled in on himself, and he doesn't see reality as it needs to be. Um, so he's really closed in. And if you just imagine, like, someone that, like, has, like, a really bad back problem that, like, they're just, they just can't look up. You know, they're constantly looking down at, into themselves. Um, and when you look at that philosophy, when someone is pulled in on themselves, they, they I mean, they just don't see everything as it, as it need to. And man, man, woman, um, <laughs> needs to then be erect so that his gaze then goes out towards what is out there. Right. Um, and it is then that he is free, then it is then that he begins to understand who he is, who, who she is, um, then to be able to live in that freedom. That, I think that's a really great image for what happens um, sometimes when we don't live out our identity, because when we don't live out our identity, um, it's shameful. There's a lot of shame that comes into our life um, as we've chosen to act in ways that are out of accordance with God's plan for our life, you know. And I think that's that's definitely the image that comes to mind hmm. when you're talking or thinking about somebody who's kind of just been weighed down by shame. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we can even, we can know that we're forgiven. We can go to confession. And yet for some reason that shame still lingers. Um, And I think then the next step in kind of healing from that is realizing that there's some lies that we're still believing about ourselves that are keeping us from being in the fullness and the freedom. Like the other image that comes to mind, you know, we're talking about the resurrection um, and God wants that for all of us. And it's, it's not just about us waiting for him to come back. Like there can be a resurrection in our own personal lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think the day to day, like life of the Christian is the cross, the tomb and the resurrection. You know, if you think Mm -hmm. about it, At every point of our lives, like, we're in one of those places. Um, Or sometimes maybe, like, at work we're on the cross. uh, (laughs) At home, you know, we're in the resurrection. Um, You know, but maybe, like, and then maybe there's an interior part of us that's in the tomb um, that we're not allowing kind of to be out and seen. And so Hmm. those, that I I find that that's a really helpful way of looking at things and, and really, like, asking ourselves, like, okay, well, where am I at in that process? Like, Am I on the cross? Am I in the tomb? Or am I alive and walking in the freedom of the resurrection? Um, mm-hmm. And so many Catholics today are stuck on the cross. Like, mm-hmm. they've never gotten off the cross. And, I mean, the reality is, like, Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross so that we didn't have to be. Um, yeah. You know, it's he doesn't say, you know, get nailed to your cross. He says, take up your cross and follow me. Well, if you're nailed to it, you can't take up your cross and walk with him. Like, it just, it doesn't work. What would be, like, okay, what's an example of people being nailed to the cross? I think when people take on lies about their identity, those lies become the nails that nail them to that cross. So, for example, mm. somebody who maybe um, is struggling with infirmity or anxiety or depression or all three, um, if you start to believe that that is who God has made you to be, like if you start to take that on as your identity and not just your struggle, you're going to get nailed to it. Yeah. You know, if your diagnosis becomes your identity, you're nailed to the cross. Like, and you can't walk in freedom from it. Yeah. Um, when, when it's in that context, I'm trying to think of like another example, but I mean, imagine like, so be it a, a young person, like a teen or even adult, like, Sometimes you can be like, I am an athlete. Like, that's who oh, I am. Oh, totally. Or yeah. like, that's I, a more of a positive image that we have in our heads. Right. But if that becomes your identity. Right. Or even the like the, in, like, in family dynamics, like, um, like, um, like, like I am, I'm the son that, that no one listens to. Like, my father doesn't really love me. Right. And maybe he does, but like, it's something that for whatever reason, it's kind of stuck with us. Right. And then it just begins to affect our dynamics at home totally. with our own dad. Maybe when we're, when we're fathers ourselves, um, the way we're interacting with others at work. Um, totally. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, or if you believe the lie, like, I'm, I'm the one that nobody listens to. Like, I'm not heard. Um, mm. you know, and while there may have been a lot of things that happened in your life that cause you to believe that over time, like if you do take that up as your identity as like the one that's forgotten or the one that's not seen, not heard, um, you know, you start to disappear and then you start to be treated that way too. Um, and it further perpetuates that belief. Yeah. So what, what's the word? What's the reality? I mean, it's definitely like spiritual, like it's a spiritual reality, spiritual warfare of sorts. Um, that affects the natural. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting because like people don't realize that like the spiritual realm actually affects the physical realm. It's more like, okay, spiritual life. I do that at mass or doing praise and worship. I love Jesus or I pray my rosary, the chapel of divine mercy. And it's just like, 
it's almost like this is an isolated moment of like my spiritual life, and then I have my real life. Um, but it's like it it all meshes, it, like it flows in and out of it. Like we okay, <laughs> so as human beings, like we are physical, spiritual beings. Like that's what we are. We are physical and spiritual, body and soul. And and so that that is us. Like when there's a separation of that, that's called death. Um, <laughs> you know, and so we're not like a soul that's trapped in the body. Um, we are our, our souls are embodied. Our bodies are ensouled. Like that. That is the unity of the human individual. Um, and so, like we are walking in two realms, and we don't realize that we were so caught up with the physical realm that we ignore the spiritual life. Um, and then we are actually like um, at mass and whenever we pray, it's like we're stepping into the spiritual realm, but then we kind of like step away from it because we're still here now because this is the real world. But like the real world is both. Um, It's like the spiritual reality and the physical reality that are coming together. And, you know, a lot of it is kind of internal, but we could actually, like when we allow our hearts to be open to what the Lord is doing around us, like we begin to see the spiritual life, like begin to manifest itself and like be really real. We can see how people might be attacked, how they're, you know, believing in lies. And, you know, when we go to pray with others or when we like extend, you know, some charity, when we're meeting the needs of, of of the poor, of... And it could be like the poor in our family, like those who like have a hurt that's going on. When we go beyond ourselves, when we're selfless, when we're Christ to others, like we are stepping into that reality. We're taking care of them. And yeah, it's a physical reality, but like the spiritual realm is kind of what's really a part of that. And then we start to live in action and not just reaction. Mm. Um, you know, so we're not just going like from reaction to reaction to reaction. Like we actually start to be active in the, the decisions that we're making, the ways yeah. we're deciding to love people. Yeah. Um, and as we start to become aware of like, oh, you have wounds, I have wounds. You're reacting out of a wound right now. I have a choice of whether or not I do. (laughs) And as we start to kind of walk in that way, like that is what it means to walk in the resurrection is like this realization that, yeah, there's a woundedness, there's a brokenness, um, but there's also light and there's life and there's healing. And that healing comes from walking in the light and walking in the truth. Um, Jesus Christ was able to do what he was able to do because he never forgot who he was. Ever. He never forgot who he was or whose he was. He knew who yeah. he was. Oh, wow. um, and he lived out the fullness of, uh, of his identity. He never would have been able to endure what it was um, that came at him had that not been the case. You know, and we see um, some core truths that uh, we can take in to our own spirits and integrate into our own lives um, that can kind of help keep us rooted and anchored in identity. Um, And we can go to Matthew 4, um, 1 through 11, to look at the passage where Jesus is in the desert and he's being tempted by the devil. Oh, I hate the devil. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah, me too. He's a jerk. (laughs) He is not nice. (laughs) (laughs) And he's super smart, unfortunately. So, like, um, while he's not creative and he can't create anything, um, he's really good at messing things up and making things really confusing. And he's the father of all lies. Hello. He manipulates truth. Oh, like that's what he does. Yeah. He manipulates Twists truth. and distorts oh and perverts. Yep. He can't create anything, so he's got to just twist it, manipulate it, distort it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's probably bitter too because he sees the goodness that like we have. And you know that's got to kind of make him angry, I would yeah. think. No hug can help that out. Like, <laughs> <at least>. Yeah. <laughs> So um, as the devil is in the desert with Jesus and he's tempting him right before he goes out into his public ministry, you look at the lies that the devil throws at him. Do you want to take a stab at that or 
the lies. Oh gosh, like I want to pull it up on my phone right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. The lies. Uh, okay. Uh, command. Oh, the 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 stone to be turned into bread. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the lie that's coming at him in that is, you are how you feel. Okay. Jesus was hungry. He'd been fasting for how many days? Like I'm pretty sure he was pretty hungry. Yeah. And the devil huh. is tempting him with this, you are how you feel, so do something about it. Hmm. You feel hungry, so therefore you should totally turn this bread into, or you should totally turn this stone into bread, um, you know, and have a nice little feast here. I mean, God's merciful. Like, you, you're, you're hungry. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Feed that desire. Um, wow, that's so become crazy. Become how you feel. And so, like, the core lie is you are how you feel. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, do we believe that a lot. Yeah, like in so many different ways, yeah. Yep. So that's one. The next one would be... Um, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Um, is it... Uh, oh, the stone... Uh, uh, the Lord... No, wait. Is it the temple or is it the stone? Your foot on the stone. Is that the one? What is it? Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Let's see. Bum, bum, bum. Let's figure it out. 40 days. Da, da, da. The man is a bread and love unknown. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So it's the one where you go to the highest point. You stand on the top of the temple. And, um, you know, the Lord would not let you or send his angels to watch over you lest you strike your foot against the stone. Yeah, so I was right. I was right. You yes. were right. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's two lies coming at him in that moment. The first one is you are what you do. You're Mm -hmm. going to do this and that's what's going to prove that you are who you are. So you are what you do. That's a huge lie that so many of us buy into. Um, and the second lie that was coming at him in that moment was you are what you have. Because the devil's promising him like all of the worlds, all of everything that he can see Mm -hmm. from that high point. And so, um, you know, he's saying, like, you are what you have, and you are what you do. Two big lies um, that we believe. And, you know, what ends up happening when we buy into a lie like that, that's what happens when um, you see people that have kind of given their whole life into something that they're doing, you know, their job that's become their identity, or the athlete who has taken that on as, as his identity. Yeah. Well, then what happens when the athlete gets injured yeah. and yeah. he's not able to yeah. keep performing exactly. anymore? Um You know, he loses his identity or the business person who gets fired and loses his job after, you know, 30, 40 years of service. And he has no idea like what's next or what he's doing. He's lost his identity. Um, And the devil comes in those moments and tries to convince us that, you know, it's not worth living or that it's not worth going on um, or that we don't have value. But the reality is our value is never in those things to begin with. And God has allowed those things to be stripped away so that we come to realize that our true value only can come from him yeah. and only comes from our true identity. Yeah, I, like, I don't know how many times I've seen that too. Like, and, and that's something that I've, I've preached on that too. Um, I brought it up and, you know, like we, that we find sometimes our identity in these other things. Like I am a doctor or I, when I'm talking to young people, like I am a straight A student, like I am a jock, I, I am a cheerleader. Um, but then what happens when like you break your arm? What happens mm-hmm. when like, um, something happens at home that you're no longer, um, you're no longer the breadwinner. Like all of a sudden now your, your spouse, your wife, or maybe your husband, like has to be the one that earns their keep. Um, and then you, if your identity, if your whole lot was in that, then it, it, it becomes very jarring. You're just like, well, what, what point is there in going on? Like, who am I really? Exactly. You um, end up in the tomb. Yeah. That's what happens. And it's, 
And even like, so when we even think about like, um, like even when we go into later stages in life, um, we find ourselves sick, you know, bedridden, um, or even we can still be young and find ourselves bedridden. And, you know, if we were in, in an accident of some sort, um, and if we had identified ourselves ourselves to what we have been doing, when that is completely taken away from us, then it's just like, there's no more, there's no more purpose. Like, who am I? Um, and I don't know how many times I, I, I would, I would speak to the people that I find in these situations. I'm like, no, there's still value to you. Like, you, you still have a dignity. Absolutely. Like, do you know who you are? And like, I begin to give them their dignity. Like, I mm-hmm. begin to reveal that to them. All of a sudden, you can just see something just change. Yeah, because um, you're speaking life into their spirit. And and it's and and then you begin to see like a little spiritual warfare that goes on there because now it's just like, wait, I just heard this and this mm-hmm. resonates within me. But my experience is like, this is how but these lies are still keeping me bound. And I, I, and yeah. I've established myself to be this person. Like right. I've seen this grow, and but now it's taken away. So it's there's almost this internal struggle of like trying to figure out like what is the truth. And yet you st- when you see like you can see when a person listens to truth. Like it be, they they light up and it's almost all like I want to believe that and and yet because they've been chained to these other lies you can see like this now there's a struggle um, and that's kind of like that discernment that spiritual discernment that needs to happen um, of just realizing you know what is going on internally do you see the peace when you begin to listen to truth um, do you see the anxiety the fear the like a lot of the unpeace that happens when you begin to uh, you know follow and listen to this other stuff um, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And then, so the fourth one is you are what others think or say about you. Because the devil is like trying to speak Christ's identity over him, essentially. Um, And he's using like words that are truthful, right? But there's a twist. There's a distortion um, in what he's saying. Because the way that he's speaking it, the way he's proclaiming his identity is not from a place of freedom. It's very much from um, a place of enslavement. And... I think so many of us uh, give so much credit to what people are saying and thinking about us or what we think people are thinking about us and what we think people are saying about us. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is most of the time, uh, unless you're like really blessed and you're able to live in like a solid Christian community with other believers that are um, building you up and, you know, speaking life and speaking truth into your spirit every day, most of us are going to have lies that are coming at us through others um, throughout the day. And so it's, it's the realization that um, we're not what others think or say about us. We are who God says we are. Yeah. And who does God say that we are? We're children of God, his sons and daughters, beloved, full of dignity and goodness, beauty, strength. Man, God is so good. So, yeah, so people, do not forget who you are. Um, do not forget your identity. Like, always, like, come into prayer, like, just remembering who you are. Um, let down the walls of your heart. Um, let God be the one who tells you who you are. Like, and we ultimately, having that humble receptivity, uh, that Marian disposition of heart of just receiving our identity, receiving that love, like that, that is how we can enter into our prayer. That's how we begin to realize who we really are. And that's kind of what then begins to transform us, to exude and inform the various things that we do in life. Um, why don't we go ahead and close in prayer? Sounds great. All right. Dear God, we just thank you for all that you've given us. Um, we ask you that you may continue to reveal um, to me um, who I am as your son, that you continue, continue to reveal. Uh, to my sisters, who they are as your daughters. Um, 
that you may continue to transform us. Uh, may we have that firm foundation of truth. May it continue to inform everything that we do. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. <laughs>